Good morning and welcome to HodgePodge, this 19th day of May 2020. Got a couple things on HodgePodge today. A little bit later, we'll continue our series with uh, Becker County Energize. We'll be talking to Joe Johnson from the Father Project about his work as a partner uh, with Becker County Energize. And that's coming up at 9 o'clock this morning for our special Tuesday series uh, continuing today uh, with Becker County Energize. But first, we've got Detroit Lake School Superintendent Doug Froke on the line with me this morning. Good morning, Superintendent Froke. Carol, how are we doing today? You know, just grand. Uh, the sun is shining, the wind is blowing, and the heat is on. <laughs> and and it feels good. Yeah, that's for it sure. Feels good. Yeah, you can you can see that you can watch the ground the the lawns mow, grow. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, <laughs> before your eyes, the, the the grass is just taking off. Right. Yes. And I'm sure it is uh, all too sweet for kids now on vacation, uh, last day of school for them on Friday, kind of during this uh, pandemic time, not, uh, I mean, uh, you know, distance learning the last couple of months of uh, the school year. So that stress is gone, (laughs) I guess, and on to summer vacation uh, during the pandemic. Um, But uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the things uh, moving forward now that uh, the school year is over for kids. And I'm sure teachers are still uh, working on kind of end of year things right now, or is that not the case? They are. Okay. Yeah, today is is the uh, teacher's last work day uh, for the the 2019-2020 school year. And, and, uh, part of that is is not only doing the the wrap up thing with grades and and check out, but also then the the collection of materials from the kids, um, meaning that that you know textbooks and uh, laptop uh, computers that we provide at, at the at the various grade levels are now being turned back in, and and so that was it was uh, really interesting. I was up yesterday morning just at the at the middle school and watching just the first physical face-to-face interaction between teachers and kids yesterday. And it was, it was really powerful. Um, so uh, that's, that's taking place today, you know, and we want to make sure that folks, when I tell that, tell that story about um, seeing kids and teachers interact, you know, we, we've had to make sure that, that, um, uh, you, you know that in this drop-off, this material drop-off phase, are you know there are some there's some masking protocols, and and we have to take those materials and and set them aside for a few days and in secured places to make sure that you know any potential for virus contamination is taken care of. But it, it was really unique just to watch. You could see the um, the smiles on faces and the expressions in their eyes. Um, both on the teacher side and on the student side, and it was very, it was very neat, very powerful, and and you can tell they really missed each other. Yeah, I, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, it's a big part of everybody's day, um, and some of those, some of those milestones too that uh, kids cross this time of year. Um, you know, getting the awards and you know just doing that. Uh, uh, physical recognition uh, for them, of course, was eliminated due to the distance learning. And of course, one of the big rites of passage, of course, is graduation. And that has been scheduled now and set in stone, so so to speak, for June 28th. 
That that's correct. And and uh, you, you know the idea that that we had was just to potentially uh, give us some time, uh, so that potentially if if restrictions would be eased, that we could build a ceremony that was a little bit more closer to what actually what the actual ceremony is. Um, I know that, and, and there you can, you know, nobody's wrong in what they're doing. It doesn't matter what you do. We just opted to go that way in later June um, to see what, what type of a ceremony we, we're going to be able to uh, provide. Um, and with the idea that I think we've, we've kind of set a deadline of June 15th where we have to start making some program decisions around the commencement ceremony. So um, we'll, we'll see what what uh, the June 12th order uh, brings, uh, because that's, uh, that's again, another 30 days of the governor's uh, peacetime emergency order. Um, so we'll see what that does. Um, like I said, nobody's wrong. I know that our, our neighbors uh, this weekend uh, will be, there'll be graduations uh, in the area. Um, I watched a few in South Dakota over the weekend just to get a feel for what that what they what they were doing and and of course South Dakota is taking a little bit different posture and position on the on the COVID approach, uh, largely due to the fact that the preponderance of the virus is located mostly in Sioux Falls, and so needless to say, then you know they've they've taken a little bit different approach. Still have some protocols in place, but it was interesting to watch uh, what they were able to do on a on a football field. All right, I'm on the line today with Detroit Lake School Superintendent Doug Froke following uh, the regular meeting of the Detroit Lake School Board on Tuesday night, uh, moving through the school year. Now uh, students have uh, ended and are on summer break. Uh, some of the other things uh, that were brought up yes, last night on, uh, of course, the school board is meeting um, virtually uh, on Facebook Live, and uh, we had a report from... Uh, I believe an enroll an enro- enrollment report, and I know that this does this happen every year, uh, where you have a consultant that goes through, kind of looks at a ten year segment of time and how the enrollment, uh, you know, kind of averages out and kind of looking forecasting enrollment. Uh, does that happen every year, or does that happen every ten years? Um, actually, no, Carol. Um, uh, we had we had uh, enlisted the the consulting services of, of Hazel Reinhardt, um, and and Hazel's a special individual because she was the state's first uh, demographer. In other words, the 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 person who studied uh, population and, and and enrollment trends uh, uh, across the state of Minnesota. So she was the state's first. Um, and so we had done uh, our first or our first work with Hazel uh, was done back in 2016. And, and we had done it just as a as kind of a supportive uh, uh, kind of a supportive uh, piece of information for our public uh, as we were making decisions on the on the construction project project and the the referendum. So what we brought her in at that time to kind of do a study on, on uh, what she saw uh, in terms of trying to forecast out for 10 years the, the, the school enrollment would be here in Detroit Lakes. At that time, she told us uh, back to 2016 that we would see slow, moderate growth for the first five years 
of, of that 10 year period. And then um, after that point in time, it would level off and, and become almost flat. Um, so um, as it goes then, uh, we started to see that leveling off um, here in the last year, a little bit before that, that five year uh, period where we, in, in other words, we weren't seeing the moderate growth. We were starting to see the level off that she forecasted for the second half of, of that first study. We were seeing that leveling off earlier. So what we wanted to do was, okay, are we missing something here? And what is she seeing that, that if, if we should be concerned? Um, so we brought uh, Hazel back in and she did a, um, in, in February, she did an analysis and what that analysis told us again, 10 years out, um, information that we somewhat knew in that we have a large, uh, we have uh, actually four classes that are, uh, that are uh, unusually large within our system right now. And we knew that they, they've been coming through the system and uh, so those grades are uh, seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, grades seven, eight, nine, and ten are uh, are, are larger than the ones uh, the the ones that surround them, so to speak. So um, she told us that those numbers of those three of those four classes wouldn't be replaced. Meaning, when they graduate as seniors, that's how we gauge enrollment: is a graduating senior class up against the incoming kindergarten class. And, and so those classes, we would not be able to replicate the numbers they have. Well, we kind of knew that. And, and certainly the district is going to have to make some preparations uh, programmatically and fiscally when, they, when, those when those classes start graduating. Uh, because what'll happen is, is that those classes at two, in some cases, 240, um, 230 are going to be replaced by 210 and that's a classroom mm -hmm. and and so that's well 210 that's not a bad number it just doesn't replicate those four classes so we have to start making some plans for their departure and then the other part of this is, is that as she looked at the forecast she could tell us that the kindergarten numbers in the second particularly in the second five years of this new study will start to trend upward, albeit on a slow, uh, gradual process. We'll start seeing, in her estimation, uh, instead of a 205 or 210 class kindergarten that we're seeing now, that could move to 220. So that was good news. Um, some work has to be done to get the bubble through the system, the bubble of those four classes through the system. And then once that happens, enrollments will stabilize. All right. Uh, yeah. So she she threw out some interesting figures about you know why this why this uh, birth rate is going down and um, the mobility their mobility issues. I mean, it, she kind of does the whole study of you know who's having babies and why they're not having babies. <laughs> she kind of started out that way. Um, so is that is that report available anywhere um, that people yeah. could see? You bet, absolutely. Uh, certainly they can call us at the office and then it is, uh, I'm guessing that it's a part of the, the report is a, a part of the, or her PowerPoint is part of the uh, uh, board packet agenda, which is on our website at dlschools.net. And then if you go off to the left-hand side on our website, it says district and then go into school board. 
and then it'll get into it'll talk about uh, board agendas. So just mm -hmm. click, keep clicking, and and you should be able to find it for the what was that the May um, twenty eighteenth may 18th meeting right so look for that uh look for that pdf and you should be able to click right to their powerpoint okay it's very interesting data and you're exactly right she analyzes and that isn't just for schools but it's our it's our population statewide mm -hmm. and and how and i think that she talked about the number of births in the state of minnesota um we um we i think the state of minnesota looks to decrease mm -hmm. in the number of births uh, going forward and in, into the next uh, 10 years, right. I'm not mistaken. And of course, uh, enrollment uh, figures drive the budget and drive uh, future planning and such. So that's why it's important to have that. And uh, like you said, it uh, deals with, uh, gives you kind of a heads up for what you need to plan for in the future. Exactly. And, and that's, uh, that's, that's the driver. And, and we have to, you know, we have to look at programmatically what we're doing as well. And, and so um, absolutely. So that was, we, it was just a checkpoint for us at this point where it wasn't something that we were going to do every year. Um, we saw some things and in, in, in terms of we were starting to level off a little sooner than what was forecasted from her earlier report. So we wanted her to come in and, and do a little bit of a check um, and to make sure things were, were okay that she, that maybe she wasn't, we weren't seeing something that maybe she does. Um, and I, I think you find it very, uh, you bring it up, Carol, about what we're learning about um, the millennials and, and those kinds of things and what they, uh, their thoughts around having children um, and how she, and how she um, uh, brought that out in her report. So um, as it goes then, um, yeah, the, the, uh, uh, the number of births uh, having, are on the decline in the state of Minnesota. And, and it kind of goes in cycle. We, we talk around here, it's about once every 12 years, you see a change and shift in school enrollment. And we, we've gone through that uptick over the past 12 years, and now it's kind of leveling off. All right. We're going to continue our conversation with Detroit Lake School Superintendent Doug Froke. After a quick break, we'll get an update on the construction projects and uh, more coming up next on HodgePodge. 19th day of May 2020, back in the studio with the Detroit Lake School Superintendent Doug Froke via Zoom this morning. And uh, Superintendent Froke, let's talk a little bit about uh, construction underway for this round of uh, projects in the school district, namely uh, lots of work at the high school this summer, um, kind of wrapping things up at the other schools. Um, what can you update us on that? Sure. Um, you know, we, we uh, spent a lot of time on that last night with the board about kind of giving them an update as to uh, where we are both, uh, both, you know, from a physical construction standpoint, we had, we had had it uh, the week, the Monday before last night, we had Brian Berg from Zerberg Architects come in and, and give the board an update on the, on the actual construction uh, where that's at. But last night we spent a little time talking about the, the whole financial package that's around um, the project and and where that's at right now, so that the board has an uh, has an understanding of of where of where we're at. You know, it's it's a uh, it's a whole nother uh, business, so to speak, uh, when when you're dealing with uh, uh, you know obviously the the forty nine million dollar uh, 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 support of the of the community by way of that that was that was the lion's share of the project but 
Um, and people will be interested to know that uh, by us doing some things with existing revenue streams in the district and um, some reserve dollars that we've been able to um, uh, secure over the years, um, uh, the, the end game will be right around $60 million in projects. So um, that'll for this as it relates to what will, what's happening in the in the uh, Detroit Lakes school. So that's pretty neat. That's, mm -hmm. that's going to be a great thing for the Detroit Lakes community going forward as as we gain gain move closer to completion. Well, one um, one project, sorry, one project in particular is uh, the the district is looking at uh, adding a greenhouse, and that's something new uh, that was talked about during the work session last week, and now was approved last night. It was kind of the the sound I couldn't hear, but I'm I'm assuming it was <laughs> approved last night to add that. Yeah, um, it, it, it appears at this time the, the district has uh, committed $50,000 toward uh, the construction of a greenhouse that we think will go right on, uh, right on the high school grounds um, as it supports the, the, uh, um, some of the programming taking place in our vocational agricultural program. So um, yeah, that's exactly right. It, it, it was an idea in the early stages of planning um, that was, uh, that was, we decided not to go forward with it just because things, the costs were starting to amp up and that was on the early stages. Well, uh, we believe that, that, uh, we're going to be able to get some grants, uh, to support the construction and the district came with an additional 50,000, uh, last night to support that construction of that project. Uh, so there's yet to be some, some fundraising um uh there to in order to make the the greenhouse happen uh but we think that'll that'll uh, be a nice nice part to the program mm -hmm. and and we'll see where it goes um the main part of the board's action last night was that they felt it was important to con to come out uh, publicly and by official resolution say that they were behind the construction so that so that the those people who are evaluating grants and awarding grants uh, we'll see that the school district is behind it. If the school district wasn't, obviously that your chances of gaining a, a grant uh, are lower. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to we want to make sure and take that step. All right. So, um, so some of the things that uh, people are going to notice around if they haven't noticed so far is uh, lots of work, like we were talking about uh, at the high school, lots of dirt being uh, dug up. And mm -hmm. uh, of course, that that uh, greenhouse would be located at the high school. Um, but the building of the uh, ninth grade academy this summer and also a gym. Um, I know that they're ripping up the commons uh uh, this summer as well, so that's where kind of the the gym will be and the new entrance, correct? By the by, the start of the fall uh, fall classes. Uh, exactly, Carol, and and uh, you know that ninth grade academy, the the uh, footings are poured. Uh, we had to obviously dewater and dewater a little bit more than we thought we were going to have to. We we um, we thought that the water table on the ground was uh, was a little bit lower than what it was. And so we had to dewater for a while, as people could obviously tell, uh, driving by on Roosevelt Avenue. But yeah, we're going to start with that. Uh, um, you saw the demolition of the the career and tech wing. Um, all that's wide open now. You can see that as you drive by, and and the light, the security lighting on, and those kinds of things. Um, and then uh, I'm, I'm thinking about breaking ground on the gymnasium shortly. So, um, but but really. 
you know, those are the, as, as we take a look, it's really quite interesting, Carol, to look as you, I said the, the obvious, you know, to the eye, it was, is the work at the, at the uh, high school, but it is amazing to see the work that's being done at the uh, uh, at Roosevelt building um, and the middle school. We start on the, uh, the, the, on the, we we're doing the, uh, we're switching the, the kitchen and, and cafeteria and the administrative offices at the middle school. So all of that has been demolished. Um, and then also there's um, demolition at Roosevelt. Um, those buildings are gonna look significantly different uh, when, when kids return in the fall. And we hope that they return in the fall, but it's amazing how fast they, these contractors went to work in demolishing so that we can get to work and putting the buildings back together. Um, the the, um, the Rossman is about 80% done. Um, the stage at Rossman has been removed and that remains the big part of, of the construction project this summer. Uh, we're doing some work in, uh, in some classrooms off to the side, but um, the gymnasium is about, um, we're about uh, two weeks out from being, being able to be use the new gymnasium at Rossman, which is very nice, very aesthetically pleasing. So all in all, everywhere, um, as we reported the board, we're, we're at uh, about a third done. In other words, we're 33% done with the project. So um, a lot is, that number is going to move uh, significantly this summer and it'll be a great thing for uh, the, the community of Detroit Lakes. Okay. No uh, Detroit Lakes School Superintendent Doug Froke uh, on the line with me this morning. We got a, about a minute left here, Doug, and I wanted you to touch on is the food service program going to con continue through the summer or has that now ended? I know kids were being provided two meals a day, um, of course, because school isn't in session. Is that going to continue or how does that? I know that that was an item on the agenda last night, the food service it, program. It is, Carol. Yeah. Uh, the, the only difference is, is that. Um, we um, now all everything in terms of um, uh, uh, meals now are are uh, going to be from two locations. One would be the Richwood store, and the second one would be at the M State cafeteria. Um, so folks can go around to the to the back side of the M State campus on the north side to access, and then go in there. And uh, and again, the meals are um, the meals are prepared and and uh, bagged like they were uh, during the course of the of the school year uh, following the issuance of the pandemic. So um, so yes, at M State and uh, the the uh, Richwood store, and I believe the, those hours at the Richwood store were same for like uh, eleven to twelve thirty, okay. and and then I think. Um, it's it continues all day at, at the uh, at the M State campus. Okay, and just one more quick question: Is there going sure. to be uh, some kind of summer school going on this year um, due to the situation we're in? Of course, distance learning, but is there anything planned as far as summer school goes? Well, we're we're working on that right now. Um, there there will be, and and folks will be will will have that information a little bit later. Um, the the state came out with guidance last week on how summer school should take place and uh, we can actually do some some face-to-face -face, um, uh, instruction obviously the social distancing uh, parameters uh, are involved that being that there can be nine kids with one teacher which obviously there's the number 10 
right? Nine kids with one teacher insofar as they can be socially distanced in that six foot um, uh, spacing uh, requirement. So, and then again, if you can't meet the six feet, then the, the nine to one ratio drops where if you can't meet six feet, yet you might have to go to five to one. Okay. Uh, meaning five students to a teacher. So now that we have that guidance, uh, we can we can go to work and, and start developing programming. All right. Detroit Lake School Superintendent Doug Froke. Doug, thank you so much. Uh, as always, pleasure to speak with you, and uh, you take care, and uh, sales up. Sales up. Go <laughs> later, right. Doug Froke, Detroit Lake School Superintendent, and we are going to qu- take a quick break, and then we will continue with our next guest. Our series with Becker County Energize will uh, continue at 9 o'clock this morning, and that is coming up next on HodgePodge. Local Minnesota Community Development Corporation. 